OPM's report, wages and designated survivors, all on today's Fednababble. Welcome to Fednababble, where we take federal retirement benefits and make them understandable for humans. I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Cassie Knight. We take questions from FedNababble.com and uh, Kevin's Fed Pilot workshops and webinars where, and we answer them right here on the show. Um, so let's jump in. What's the first question? Question that number is one <laughs> is, should, should our report be completed even though I'm 20 plus years from retirement? Right. Now, that report that they're talking about, we talked in the last episode or maybe this episode before that, the Certified Summary of Federal Service from OPM. That's what they're talking about is should I get that okay. even though I'm way far away from federal or from retirement? And here's my thought. I'll give you my thought. Cassie, you give your thought. Maybe it's the same. Maybe it's different. But Okay. I, you know what, people ask this all the time and I say, I don't care where you are in your service, go get it because you want to make sure that they are on the right path and capturing everything. And then I, I personally say, do it every five years just to make sure. Is that overkill? Probably, but it's going to make sure that nothing is messed up. So that's, that's my opinion. Right. No, and I think that's super, super good. You know, not only get the report from the certified summary, but take a look at your um, your retirement report as well, whether that's from HR, OPM, or um, simply your financial advisor. Because as you guys know, we provide those reports from our uh, for employees from our trust advisors when they submit that information. Um, that's part of what Fed Options does is provide that back office support, yeah. um, and and. You know, I think it's super helpful to get all the information you can, because that way, when you're doing that retirement planning um, and you're looking at your your financial picture, you know, you can really set yourself up some, for some great success um, later on in life. So the earlier, the better, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I find so many people. Unfortunately, the majority of the people who come to workshops are going to retire let's say in five years, mm -hmm. they're closer to retirement, which makes sense. But the unfortunate thing is that what they've been told all along is you don't need to figure this out until you're five years or so. And in fact, that's what the law is, right? The law says that the government will pay for eight hours of training for you if you're five years from retirement. And so everyone gets that in their mind of, okay, I'm going to wait till five years from retirement to try to figure this out. No, 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 no. Go find this out now. I don't care how, if you're 20 years from retirement or 20 days, go yeah. figure it out now and don't put this off. That's my yeah, they're actually supposed to have um, information about their benefits, the beginning, middle, and end of their career. And they call it the end when they're five years to retirement. Yeah. Um, but so many agencies only just do, you know, give the information at the beginning and then, you know, obviously try and get in touch with the employee at the end. And obviously they have to um, have some sort of 
retirement training or something in their agencies, you know, within that five year period, that that is required. But I don't think there's enough, um, you know, awareness or or Mm-hmm. or anything, really encouragement to, to take action while you're in service. You know, it doesn't matter if you just started. It doesn't matter if you're only five years in. It doesn't matter if you, you know, have 10 years and you still have 20 years. Um, it's super duper important to take a look at your, um, your financial plan or your retirement plan, whatever that is for you, and, and really make sure that you're doing what is necessary for um, for you to have the responsibility of your retirement plan in your lap. Yeah. Right. You know, when I worked at NASA as a consultant, I worked there for six years and I would hear people all the time say, I'm just working for retirement. But do you think they were planning for it? No. Mentally, yeah. they're, they're just holding out mentally as all, as, that's all they were saying. They were, they were saying, I'm actually right. preparing for it. And really, it's interesting that we could spend one half of our adult life in retirement. That's a lot mm-hmm. to prepare for. We don't want to just jump into and say, oh, I'm here. Okay, what do you give me? I've heard way and have seen way right. too many people do that. Too often. And I think federal employees, um, not to pick on them or anything, but <laughs> they just have this mentality like, I've got these great benefits and they're going to be there in retirement. Right. Well, okay, well, and the government is going to give you a pension, but it's not going to be what your paycheck is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And the cost of living obviously increases every year because we all complain about the gas prices and the grocery yeah. prices and all of these different things. Right. Health insurance is going up in a, at an exceptional rate. And, you know, all of these different factors really need uh, to, to get taken care of or, or thought of, I should say um, in that, in that retirement phase, because you don't know what that's going to look like 20 years from now. No, right. You don't. However, you can really set yourself up if you know what those numbers are going to look like. So that way, you know what you need to have in the bank. You know what you need to have in your, uh, in your TSP, you know what your Fegley is going to do. You know what your FEHB is going to do. You know what all of those things are at least to the best of our abilities for what the policies are currently on the rules and regulations, but you can at least set the set it up to okay. If this happens, this is what my plan is going to be, and if something else happens, here's what my plan is going to be. Because yes. then you have that, um, you know, damage control yep. in in that plan. Because so often you can say, oh yeah, this is what I'm going to do, and then you know your spouse gets sick, they yep. get cancer, then what? It's right. those contingency plans. I mean, how many federal employees mm-hmm. are in their work working on projects, right? A lot of federal employees are working on projects and there are always the contingency plans. Okay, well, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But if through that, we discover that this, we have to take a right turn and go somewhere else and try something else. The same should be mm-hmm. with our retirement plan. It shouldn't be, okay, point A to point B done. I mean, most people don't even do point A to point B. They just say, okay, the government is going to give it to me. And you said, you know, not picking on federal employees, but I get it at the same time. Federal employees are typically told that you're, you know, basically the the premise comes across as you're going to take be taken care of. In your retirement, we're going to give you mm-hmm. what you need. No. Right. 
No, it isn't that way, unfortunately. I mean, and if it is, and I say this all the time, if you just take the default of what the government gives you, then who is it going to benefit more, the government or you? Yep. Hmm. And, and, and we know the answer right there, right? So again, it's so important. Okay, we talked about that. We got to get on to the next question, but yeah. good. We could go on with that discussion for a long time, but it's that important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does the earnings test include interest income from investments or just wages? That's an easy one. So, yes, it is. Go for it. It is strictly from wages. Wait. Whether that's earned income um, hmm? from employment or earned income from a business, you know, as a business owner, it doesn't matter. Um, it is strictly on your earned income that you have um, coming in. It's not any investment, just right. wages. Basically, what you get from W-2 or 1099. There you go. If mm-hmm. it comes from anything else like TSP or pension or in even even interest or what we'll call owner draws from a business. It doesn't count those as well. It's just what you're working for in wages. Pretty simple. Yep. Okay. I like (laughs) it. I like it to be that easy sometimes. Yes. Okay. If you have a designated, hold on. If you have designated a benefit survivor in TSP and have not chosen the annuitization, will the balance be available to that person? So I think what they're saying there is there there is that annuity on the front page of the annual TSP Mm -hmm. statement. And they're saying if, if we don't take that, then will the balance be given to someone if I die, to the, you know, beneficiary if I die? Um, and the answer. Now I'm curious if they mean if you have designated a beneficiary, not a benefit survivor, because if you take any sort of survivor, uh, like. Uh, you know, you, the TSP says, oh yeah, you can pick, you know, the self only option. You can pick the, uh, survivor benefit, uh, you know, 50% or whatever, then you're annuitizing with MetLife. Like that is annuitization of your TSP. Right. But if you just name a beneficiary and it won't be available to the beneficiary until after you pass, because that's how that works. Yep. But you know, so you can't, I guess the simple answer is no. Uh, you're, that person is not going to have access to your TSP unless you've passed away. Um, and it, it doesn't even matter if you've named a beneficiary because TSP will put it in the order of precedence, right, after they do uh, their piece of it. Well, not if, if you have a beneficiary, it skips the order of precedence, the standard order of precedence. It just completely right. skips that. Right. I'm saying if they don't have a beneficiary named, okay. then it will automatically go to the order of presidents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So right. I guess, I guess, you know, because the TSP has, I think, 18 different annuities overall that you can do that most people don't even, yeah. they see that one on the statement and think, okay, they have that one. No, there are actually 18 if you dive in and, and there mm-hmm. are different and 
there are different, if you were to die, different amounts that the survivor, uh, the beneficiary would receive. So it, again, it depends um, which one you do. And then at the same time, let's say you do none of those and then you do uh, the, um, what am I, I, what am I thinking of where you get it just the withdrawal options? Yeah. uh, Withdraw Mm -hmm. options or the installments then the remaining amount does go to the beneficiary. Now, here's the question that most people don't understand is, and, and I almost want to just leave this, you know what, let's just leave this as a question maybe for another time because we could go okay. on about this one. If Is there any difference between leaving your money in your TSP to your spouse and leaving it to your children? Is it treated the same way? Oh, I'm sure we'll get that one. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll get and, there. It's, but that's a question, again, I, most people don't even think about, and they think, okay, I'm going to leave it to my spouse. And if not my spouse, then I'm going to leave it to my children and assume that, oh, my children are going to get it just like my spouse did. No, it's different. We won't go into that right now, but it's just another right. question that people don't even know to ask. I've actually gotten that a few times from financial advisors, yeah. right? Where they're like, well, how does it work if somebody else is named, if it's not a spouse? Because maybe they're not married, right? And yeah. can they name somebody else? And can they name a, a charity or an organization or what have you? And how does that work after that happens? Because obviously the rules for the beneficiary accounts are a lot different than they are for the regular TSP. And so, um, so many different factors to think about here, but essentially um, the bottom line is name a beneficiary on your TSP, right? That's huge. Got to get that done. Uh, I can't tell you you how often um, I see TSP statements from, uh, from employees and there's no beneficiary named. Right. That's so sad. Right. It is because the standard order of presidents, of course, that's going to go to the government first and then your spouse or whoever's next of kin or, or whatever. And it really bothers me that TSP.gov has that, you know, don't worry about it. Yes. We'll take care of you. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Take responsibility of your money. Okay. Right. Because I have those small balances. <laughs> okay. Make sure it goes where you want it to. Because if you don't take responsibility, we will, is what the government is saying. Don't yep. You don't need to worry about it. Let us take responsibility for that, and you're good to go. No. Oh. Gotta love the government. Yep. Yep. Thankfully, yeah. they do have just a, you know, overall, just to get anything, um, a pension and these benefits, it's great. Because a lot of people in the United States don't do that. They have to do it all on their own. So they're in the mentality already of, I've got to do it on my own. The danger of having the government give some to you is uh, thinking that the government's going to take care of me when I get into retirement, when that's not quite the case. They may help out, but it's it's not going to be taken care of. It's totally different than that. Right. So if you guys want to know what those numbers look like for you and you want to help us um, get you in touch with somebody who can really uh, 
you know, dialogue down and, and, and talk with you about those federal benefits and see what those numbers are going to look like in the future, whether it's what's my TSP balance going to be or my pension, how is my FEHB going to be affected? Um, please go to fednowbabble.com, submit the information. We'll get you in touch with a trusted um, advisor who can understand these benefits and can really help you out. Um, also, don't forget to submit a question. Um, please be as detailed as possible so that we can make sure that we under, uh, understand it and interpret it correctly and get you the answer that you're looking for. So, Yeah, um, and if you would, and, please also yep. share and subscribe and like and all that good stuff. Your friends, mm -hmm. your coworkers need to know the same information as well. Don't, don't you be enlightened and have all this great information and then not share it at all. And then they're in the dark. I'd hate for to see that happen at all. Um, right. But please go share and subscribe, like hit the notifications button as well. And until next time, take care and go make it a good retirement. <laughs>